0: But for today, we wrap up the series looking at these uh, cultural statements. And today, uh, the last one is probably the most difficult one uh, for we Christians to be able to talk about, especially with folks who aren't Christ followers yet, right? This is just one of those difficult statements for us. The statement's straightforward. You probably know it, right? It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you are sincere. Right? Heard this before? Nobody in the room has ever heard this statement. Thank you so much. You're still with me. I appreciate that. Right? So it's out there, right? Uh, right? Doesn't matter what you believe as long as you are sincere. Why is this difficult for us? Well, this is difficult for us as Christ followers uh, because Jesus simply outrightly rejected. This statement and this idea, right? All you have to do is go to John 14, and he's with his disciples, and uh, he says one of these radical statements of his. Of course, he has other radical statements, right? This isn't the only one. He said things like uh, "love your enemies," that's pretty radical, right? Or "turn the other cheek," or right. So he's had a lot of radical statements. This is one of the radical statements. His radical statement is, "I am the way." the truth and the life no one can come to the father except through me radical statement absolutely and the trouble for us who are christ followers already is when we're talking to unbelievers who want to buy into this cultural phrase that says it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you are sincere we are received with this verse we are received as being Elitists, snobs. I mean, after all, do you think you have a corner on the truth? Right? That's the response. What, you Christians, you think you're know it alls, you're elitists, you think somehow you have a corner on the truth. The problem for us, what did Jesus just say? I am the way, the truth, (laughs) right? And inherent in that is if he is, others aren't, right? So here's the difficulty in this phrase. Now I want you to really get, I know it's Sunday morning, but you've had an extra hour's sleep today, right? So the gray cells are got to get them really going today. But think through with me for a minute this phrase. Okay? It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. What happens if you follow that phrase through logically? What happens is it becomes not about what you believe, it becomes about whether you are sincere correct it becomes about whether you're sincere what that means then is if it's all about whether you're sincere you have to accept a common principle that says therefore no matter what you believe everything that you might believe is equal and the same in truth it doesn't matter what you believe because they're all equal they're all the same it's all the same in truth It doesn't matter what you believe because it's just like take your choice, smorgasbord. It's all truth. All that matters is that whatever it is you believe, because they're all the same, is you do it sincerely. Did you follow through on that? There's the difficulty of the phrase. That is the absolute difficulty of the phrase and the fault of the phrase. There's another phrase in culture that's just like right with it. Okay, You probably know this one. It goes right alongside of it. And it's like, well, you know, what does it matter after all? Because all roads lead to heaven, right? I know somebody was just ready to jump up and blurt that out, right? Heaven, and the answer is heaven, Pastor, right? Yeah, right? You've heard that phrase, right? After all, all roads lead to heaven. Now, right, thank you. That's great. Oh, that, was, that felt really good. Uh, right, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. The assumption up here that says it doesn't matter what you believe because everything is the same. It's all truth. So if it's all truth, it's just about sincerity. And therefore, if it's all truth, they all end up in the same place. The problem is, if you just sit down and do a cursory view of all the world religions, it is obvious that that is simply not true. I mean, it doesn't take rocket science here. If you just sit down and do a cursory view of all the world religions, you can see that that assumption is just inaccurate, right? So you look, for instance, now, preface, so we don't sound elitist around here, right? That, hey, all world religions, they're not the same, but there is truth in some of them, and there is beauty in a lot of them. I'm not knocking them. Just saying it doesn't fit, right? They're not all the same level of truth. They're not the same. They're just not the same. So you look at Buddhism. Buddhism, there's no God. There's uh, no kind of type of final existence, heaven experience. There's no. It's just a countless rebirth and kind of this endless cycle of growing in understanding. Okay, And then you've got Hinduism, which is really pretty close, uh, but it's got an impersonal God that you approach through deities and statues and idols. And again, it's countless rebirth and growth and getting to... Uh, karma, right? So both of them uh, have that kind of sense of countless rebirth, getting to the right place of karma. Uh, They don't offer forgiveness, and they don't offer supernatural help, right? But they're not the same. There's some parallels, but they're not the same, okay? Now, in contrast, to show how obvious it is, just look at Islam. For instance, if you're a Muslim, well, uh, Muslims worship Allah uh, he is a personal God there's no secondary God and there's a total ban on idols and uh, uh, on idols right indeed other deities right well we just said that Buddhism especially Hinduism Hinduism has all kinds of other deities are they the same no they're not the same they're just not the same right and then you go into new age and it's no personal God it's higher consciousness universe cosmos everything coming together right And a lot of these, especially uh, Islam, is all about you doing the right things, following the rules and the regulations of personal devotion and works, right? It's all about you doing the rules and regulations and doing it right. And in contrast to all of that, you've got Christianity. And Christianity is all about a personal God, and this personal God got even more personal by sending Jesus into this world and into our lives to show us his incredible love for us and to provide us what we can't get for ourselves, forgiveness. And all of that is an incredible free gift. Now, do you see just at a cursory view that all of these world religions are simply not the same? Right? They're just not the same. So the phrase... It doesn't matter what you believe, as long as you do it sincerely, just can't work. On, on just that cursory level, the phrase just simply can't work because they're not all the same in truth, right? The problem for us is that if you follow that phrase, you can sincerely believe. The trouble is, you can, ser- can sincerely believe in something that is absolutely wrong right you can sincerely believe the trouble is what you believe in may simply be absolutely wrong give an example this year I sincerely believed this was the year in my lifetime the Cubs were gonna win the World Series okay I'm in
1: I'm sold out
0: I'm there, man. That's rearranging my schedule. I'm not missing those games, man. I am all in sincerely. They lost four straight. No matter how sincere I was, no matter how much I believed this was the year in my lifetime I could see the Cubs win the World Series, the simple truth is they didn't. You see, you can sincerely sincerely believe in something, but what you might believe in can be absolutely wrong. Therein lies the problem with the phrase. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe it sincerely. Or all roads, after all, lead to heaven. No, they don't, because some of these don't even have heaven in the picture. It's not even in the picture. So the trouble is to look at these statements and just understand listen that just doesn't add up the only way that statement adds up is in our cultural desire to not be offensive to anyone in our cultural desire to be accepting and in our cultural desire uh... to be politically correct that phrase works but if you look at the phrase if you look at the content if you seriously examine what it means it just doesn't work now the trouble for us uh, Christians is that we're left then with a simple truth that we understand that does stand in contrast to all these other world religions and we simply do make an extraordinary claim right if you go to Acts 4 this is Peter and in Acts 4 Peter is standing up for Jesus He's standing up in the face of the pressure from the religious leaders, right? He's standing up, and in the, in the face of all of that, he simply says, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And that is the simple, exclusive truth claim of Christianity. That's the simple exclusive truth claim of Christianity. Now, the problem for us is, what do you do with that? Well, here's the invitation. If you're in the room today and you're not sold out yet on Jesus, you're not maybe a believer, you're not really even sure about Jesus yet, I just want to invite you this morning to give him a chance to be able to ask the question in light of what we just talked about, what if... What if that claim is true? What if the cultural statement, it doesn't matter what you believe, as long as you can see her, is the one that's false? And what if the exclusive claim of Christianity is absolutely true? And just open up the opportunity to begin to think this morning about the possibilities in your life if this is absolutely true. Because Christianity... Following Christ is like unlike anything else, so we 'd ask, well, what if what if it really does matter what Jesus did? because what Jesus did was like unlike anything else, right I mean it was unlike anything else that the world has ever experienced. Give a quick example if you look at mark two in mark two it says. Uh, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as a dinner guest along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. That makes me feel really good, by the way, (laughs) right? But when the teachers of the religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked the disciples, why does he eat with such scum? What if, what if the truth is it's not about following rules and regulations but it's all about a relationship because that's what this says you see Jesus wasn't concerned about following rules and regulations he he wasn't about following what the pharisees and the sadducees and all those religious leaders had to say and saying this is the way you do it you follow the rules and you follow the regulations and if you follow the rules and the regulations then life's going to be good for you with God he didn't follow that he stepped into relationship with broken people it's not about rules and regulations it's about relationship and he doesn't care who you are or where you've been or what you've done or what your life has been like before this day all he cares about is you he is ready in this moment to step into whatever the situation is in your life and he proved that in what he did over and over and over again. Here's another example. There was a man with leprosy that came to Jesus and he begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. I love that. He reached out his hand and he touched the man and he said what? I am willing. Be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Now you've got to put this in context and understand. Leprosy in Jesus' day was like the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst of diseases you could possibly get that this was like you were an outcast this was horrendous in your life and what does Jesus do Jesus not only says to the guy I am willing to step into that part of your life I am willing to be part of whatever it is your experience whatever that illness brokenness whatever I am willing to do that but what does he do he literally reaches out and does what? He touches the very disease that this man has. You know what that means? What if, what if it's absolutely true that Jesus is willing to step into your life and touch whatever disease, brokenness, hurt, shame, guilt you're going through right now? What if it's true? What if it's true? that Jesus is absolutely willing to step into whatever it is that's going on in your life right now that you can't deal with, that is the worst of the worst of the worst in your life right now? What if it's true? Because he's willing. He's already done it. He reached out, he stepped into it, and he touched it. And not just once. He did it over and over. Look at Matthew 8. Jesus came to Peter's house. He saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. She's sick. What does he do? He touched her. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and she began to wait on him. This is awesome. Jesus not only entered into her life, he reached out and touched her in her weakness, touched her in her suffering and her life immediately totally changed. She went from being what? A sick person lying on her bed to becoming somebody who was active in serving Jesus. That's life change. Her life totally changed. What if? What if it's absolutely true that Jesus has the power and the willingness to be able to take who you were and change you into what you can become in and through Him? What if? What if he is the truth and the answer that can change your life into something more than you imagined or dream? What if? What if? What if he can take what is dead in your life and make it absolutely alive? He did it before. Luke 7, mother's crying because her son has died. They're going through the funeral possession. Jesus comes along and what does he do? He touches the dead guy, the dead boy, and he says, young man, I say to you, get up. And the dead man sat up began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother. The worst of the worst of the worst of the worst, not just leprosy, but death itself. That which was dead. Jesus touches and makes a life. What if? What if you look at your marriage and say, it's dead? What if Jesus touched it and made it alive? What if? What if you look at your career that you think is somehow dead and Jesus touches it and makes it alive? What if you look at your family and say, man, we are so messed up and Jesus touches it and makes it alive? What if? What if it's absolutely true? What if the exclusive claim that Jesus makes is the truth? Jesus said something nobody else, no experience, in all the other options, in all the other world religions, what does not exist exists in what Jesus did. He's on the cross. He's thinking of you. He's going through all the pain, all the anguish. He's taking all the insults. He's bearing all of the guilt, the brokenness, and sin of the world. And what does he say as he's going through that? He looks at you and he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. What if it's absolutely true that in Christ, and only in Christ, you can experience forgiveness that you can't find anywhere else? Not because you earn it, not because you deserve it, not because you followed the rules and the regulations, but just because he loves you just because he does it for you. What if? What if it really does matter what you believe? Ask another one. What if? What does it matter? What does it really matter to know the truth that Jesus rose from the dead? You see, none of the other ones have this. Right? Buddha, you know, Allah. None of the other ones. This doesn't exist. Nobody else rose from the dead. And yet we've got witness after witness that says this is absolutely true, not just in the Bible, but even literature outside of the Bible that point to Jesus rising to the dead. What if it's absolutely true that Jesus rose from the dead? You've got in Acts 3, you've got Peter again standing up. He's arrested. He's standing up before the Sanhedrin, and he says, Listen, this is pretty dang bold. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we're witnesses to this fact. What's he saying? Listen, I saw it for myself. This is an absolute fact. You've got the witness in 1 Corinthians where Paul says, listen, over 500 people saw him alive. What if it's absolutely true? What if it's absolutely true that Jesus rose from the dead? What would drive so many people for so many centuries to be willing to give up their very lives for the cause of Christ if this was not true? Think about it. How many followers? How many followers were crucified? How many followers were burned at the stake? How many followers were fed to the lions? How many followers from generation to generation to generation have willingly given up their life saying it's absolutely true that Jesus is alive? And if it's true, what difference it would make if Jesus stepped alive into your life? What if? See, there's people in this church, there's people in this church who know this truth. You need to find them. You need to talk to them. You need to hear their testimony. You need to hear their witness. You need to understand that's just not stuff of centuries ago. It's today. Life change is happening in this place at Christ Church all the time and there's people here that can tell you listen (laughs) Jesus is alive because here's what he's done in my life what if it's absolutely true so we go back to the cultural statement it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you are sincere no no it really does matter what you believe doesn't it it really does matter what you believe The Apostle Paul says in Romans, look, here's the truth. This is what you need to know. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who they are. You know what? No matter who you are today, no matter where your life is today, no matter whether you walked in the room today a believer or a non-believer, it doesn't matter. The question before you today is what if? what if that exclusive extraordinary claim of Jesus is absolutely true because it matters what you believe you see do you believe do you believe that there is nothing in your life that Jesus Christ hasn't already forgiven do you believe that God has a plan and a future for your life that is greater and bigger than you could ever dream or imagine for yourself. Do you believe that God can change and heal whatever is broken and make it absolutely new and resurrected in your life? Do you believe that God has a purpose and a dream? That God has something greater and bigger? Do you believe that Jesus Christ can change your life today in this room in this moment when you simply say I'm abandoning everything else and I'm just going with the way the truth and the life because that's all that matters and that's all that matters that's what Paul's saying look we're made right and it's true for everyone who believes no matter who they are no matter who you are today's the possibility to have your life changed now I want to make one quick comment because I'm almost out of time to Christ followers if you're in the room today and you're a sold out Christ follower there's something you need to know about this phrase it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere and why we need to stand against it and totally reject it. you ready if we accept that phrase it robs us it robs us of the urgency we ought to have for reaching other people for christ that's what it does right? if you accept that phrase it doesn't matter as long as you're sincere it means it doesn't matter what anybody else believes no it really matters it really matters and if you're a christ follower it matters because it's up to us now We're, it's up to us to carry the message that's what paul saying in corinthians So we, Christ followers, we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through who? Us, us, us. We speak. Don't keep it in. We speak for Christ. When we plead, come back to God. If we let that phrase stand, it robs us of the urgency we ought to have for reaching other people for Jesus. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. I tell you, if you're in one of our small groups, when you meet this next week as a small group, you guys, you people, you start talking, you set a goal. You set a goal and say, listen, how long before we double and we need to split into two groups? Because that's the call in your life. That's Don't let this stuff rob you of the most important way you can use your life to bring other people into relationship with Jesus. So when you meet, you set a goal. We're going to meet together, but by this date, we're going to have so many guys, or so many women, that we're going to have to split. Right? Guys, if you come to the Packer party tonight, that's fantastic. I'll even be there. Wow, right? That's fantastic. I'm, I'm, going, to wear, I'm going to wear a jersey, a special jersey, by the way. Um, not going to tell you what, Some of you know. but anyway, I'm going to be there, right? I'm going to be there, right?? I'm to, right? But here's the question: Who else are you bringing? Who else are you bring Because that's what we're about. We're about reaching other people, because we know the truth. Don't let this stuff rob you of the most important way you can use your life. If you're in celebrate recovery, that's awesome. That's fantastic. But who else are you bringing? Who else are you inviting? Because there's so many broken people out there whose lives are so messed up and they are deceived by this truth out there and this cultural truth that says it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. And they need life change. And you're the the one. You're the one that God's going to use. Don't let this statement rob you. The most important way you can use your life. Don't let it rob you. Because it really does matter what we believe. And I believe that. I absolutely sold out believe that. I wouldn't be up here every week if I didn't believe that, right? It's the way I'm using my life. I believe that. It really does matter what we believe. And it's all not the same. Jesus really is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much that you were willing to do what we could not do for ourselves that you are willing to take that step into this world to see beyond our brokenness, to see beyond our own sickness and pain, and to reach out and touch each of our lives in that incredible gift of your Son. And so we ask in this moment, Lord, not just closer to you, help us to reject these cultural things and help us to be absolutely sold out that you're the way, you are the truth, and you are our life. Bring us to that place, that our lives would be changed, that they would be impactful for the kingdom, and that we could serve you in everything we do. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Duh.